Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. I am very excited today to be talking with Crystal Cook of Operation Transformation, uh, author. It's so wonderful to see you today, Crystal. Thank you, Elizabeth. I've been so excited to talk to you today as well. And I thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's a joy. Uh, so I, um, I've i been enjoying getting to know you because of you being part of this leadership anthology that we're putting together. And I got so excited when I saw some of the visuals for your children's book that is coming out in August. Yes. And I wanted to give an opportunity for our listeners to learn more about you and this wonderful thing that you're creating for kids and families um, to in that in this area of transformation. So um, this name of a book is so cool. Hope is a butterfly if you don't squish the caterpillar. Uh-huh. It's so neat. What is the what what drew you to create this book for kids? Gosh, you know, I think it was a little bit of a, a lot of things. It was during the pandemic and I had gotten into some writing, some travel writing, and I was taking an online writing course and just learning a lot about writing. And a friend of mine had said, actually a couple of different friends had said, you know, you would be really good writing a children's book. And I thought, hmm, well, that might be fun. And did a lot of meditating and talked to a teacher friend of mine that said, yeah, there's a, such a, a need for children's books that have a good message and a way that's not a grown up telling you do this, do that, be this way, be that way. But where the kids are invited along a journey with other non-threatening maybe it's a dragon or whatever. And I thought, well, maybe a dragon would be fun. And so I was trying to think of what characters would be fun. And I've got three characters that I live with, my two dogs and a cat that are full <laughs> of, you know, inspiration. And so I just started, and I don't know if you've experienced this as a writer, uh, Elizabeth, but if, and I've experienced this in therapy sessions with my clients. If I just go into like a meditation or a prayer and get out of the way of myself, something feels like something works through me. And um, about four o'clock in the morning is when inspiration strikes often with my writing. And I just started writing this story and little, it's just, it's just, there's various lessons throughout the story. So it's like an onion. And you may not get all of the lessons in one reading. You may get a tidbit here and there. And so I had this story and I didn't know what to name the main character, which is a caterpillar and a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And, and I also like to have play on words and hope is a beautiful name, but hope is also something that we have, right? Mm -hmm. We have hope and oftentimes our hope can get crushed. Mm -hmm. And so hope is a butterfly, but often what we do as humans and as children is we squish things if we think it's gross and right, you know, spider or, and so um, a butterfly we think of as beautiful, but maybe a caterpillar we think of as gross. And so we have hope if we don't squish our hope before it comes to fruition. So that's kind of like the metaphorical meaning 
but it, it kind of carries forward. And it, that just came to me again at four o'clock in the morning. It's like, what do I name the main character? What do I name the story? And boom, that's the name. I love that. You were listening to the muse, right? When the muse strikes. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I love that idea, not just not for children only, but for all of us. I mean, right? a lot of us, I mean, I've gone through multiple changes in my life and transformation. And when it comes, it feels icky and scary and wrong and like not what you like. This is not the path to go on. <laughs> so if you it's, right. it would be easy right. to go, oh, no, that's not the path. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I did that. That might have been the feeling, but I didn't squish it. Like I I let it work through me to come into another place. Absolutely. And so how often do we squish our own caterpillar, right? By that negative self-talk. Oh, even like doing something like a podcast, like who am I to do a podcast? Like I'm nervous. I'm a goofball. I, 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 you know, we, that negative self-talk is our self squishing our own caterpillar. Mm -hmm. And then if we allow ourselves to not squish our, our own caterpillar when we're in the, the, the chrysalis, a butterfly is in a chrysalis, a, a moth is in a cocoon, um, and we're in that transformation place, which is not easy, it's incredibly painful, and the self-doubt comes through, and it's like uh, a transformation, I think, is so difficult, and we just want someone to save us, and we've just got to get through it ourselves, and we can give up. And not emerge as a butterfly, and and that's okay too. But if we work a little bit harder, then we can emerge. So there's like those several pieces, right? Before we ever even get to the chrysalis, we squish ourselves, and then we're in the chrysalis. It's like, oh, I don't know if I could do this because if I get out there, what happens then? <gasps> and what what advice do you have for people of all ages when they're in that space? Of, of, of being in the, the transformation space where it's scary. Yeah. I think that um, just work through it. Did work through it. You know, there's um, what fear sometimes is something that we know and is familiar. And maybe the, the chrysalis is familiar. It's, it holds us in. But if we can just have the faith to bust through it. There's so much more waiting on the other side. And interestingly enough, this is the coffee cup I picked up today. Faith over fear. Fear. Yes. Right? <laughs> and if we just have the faith that it's going to be okay to just pick at it a little bit and a little bit, and we don't have to um, do everything all at once, but we just pick at it and pick at it. And we look to our friends for support, look for the friends that are going to be your support and your allies. And not for them to do it for you, but for them to be your cheerleader and support you and encourage you. And to, you know, if you believe in higher power, to pray for strength for that. But my my advice is to just work through your fear and to like, okay, is this going to kill me? Well, no, it's hard. Um, and as I was writing my second book, um, uh, Grace, Braveheart Gracie and the Vacuum Monster. One mm. of the, the quotes that I came out with that the characters tell each other is um, courage is not about fearlessness. It's about being afraid and doing it anyway. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But it just uh, yeah, I, because like, <laughs> like, like, here's the comfort zone, right? 
right. the magic happens way out here. Right. right. And I, yeah. And I, I personally so relate to that for multiple things, but especially in business, I mean, there's a lot of things that, oh, to do this, I need to do this. And I've never done that. And okay. You know, and it doesn't mean that when you see someone that's, oh, they're, they're amazing. They're doing this, they're doing this thing. It might not be that they've, that it's easy for them to be doing those things. It might be that they've, they've felt that fear and they went, you know, I have a bigger why I have a reason. It's not about me anymore to go do this thing. And so they, they find a way to be with that fear and to do it anyway. Exactly. And and I remember one of our earlier conversations, Elizabeth, I think I was sharing with you that it is uncomfortable for me to promote my book, to promote stuff. And my coach, who you know, Jasmine, he's like, get on Instagram, get on Facebook, do your videos. Like, no, I don't want it. She's like, no, no, everything like that, right? And I remember you said, I don't remember your exact words, but you said, it's really important. If you have a message to share, it is a gift. It's not about you. It's about the gift that you're giving other people. And that has gone through my head multiple times when it's like, yeah, it's not about me wanting to be, Oh, Hey, everybody, look at me. It's not about that. It's about, um, having the ability to promote the stories, to promote the information so that it's helpful. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear from you. How, what got you here? Uh, what, what work have you done in the past, um, that has gotten you to this place of, of knowledge around transformation? Will you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, I think I've been teased my whole life. It's like, what are you going to do when you grow up? Because I keep changing. I And I've had so lots of transformation. Change for me is difficult, but I don't know why I keep doing it. So right out of college, I did the logical thing that I was encouraged to do the realistic, to have a stable job. And I became a CPA and was bored out of my mind. Um, so then I thought, oh, I think it would be fun to, you know, go into law enforcement. When I was a kid, I pretended to be a little private detective and solved all the, I thought I solved all the crimes in our little small town, but I, I didn't. <laughs> um, <At seven. laughs> right. Yeah. And so I became an FBI agent and that was exciting and it was fun. And it was also full of bureaucracy and unfairness and things that did not feed my soul. And I remember I was in Miami, I was running one morning before work and I thought, my soul is dying, that time for change. (laughs) My soul is dying, time for change. And I left that career and everybody thought I had lost my mind and went back to school to get a master's in social work. And that was over 20 years ago. And so in social work is such a diverse field, right? You can do so many things. And I've done a lot of things I've done. Um, equine therapy, which is magical. And I've done work in the schools, which is fun. And I've done um, forensic interviews with, with um, victims of sexual crime, you know, sexual crimes, children. And I've done evaluations for the court systems and private practice. And then for the past, gosh, 12 years, I worked with the military and the military families living overseas and traveling overseas. And that has been fun. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready for a shift, for a change and wanted to come back to the U.S. and be an entrepreneur and have the ultimate freedom to just answer to me. Yes. Yeah. 
feels good. Yeah, it does. It feels so good. But I will tell you, three months ago, I was like, get me out of this chrysalis. I just want to be, I just want to be done. Because when you shift and you're an entrepreneur, Elizabeth, so I don't know what that was like for you working full time. I don't know if your, your situation was the same, but working full time and shifting to entrepreneurship when there's no other income coming. Well, you know, there's no going to be other income coming in. So doing two jobs at once mm-hmm. and making that shift it's a challenge. It's worth it, but it's not easy for sure. I think for some people it is, but for me, it's not. I, I, you know, I, I don't juggle a lot of things. Well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a leap. It's a shift. It's a huge shift. And I love that um, because I have my master's in social work too. I love hearing you talk about the the different things that you've done with that um, degree. And I'm like, I never thought I'd be a book publisher with math, right? <laughs> but, but it, it does prepare me so well to be able to be with people wherever they are. And in these, you know, as people are sharing their stories of transformation and all of that, it's, 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 that's a neat um, thing that we have in common there. Um, so can you What's your overall why? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you uh, writing the children's books? Why are you creating this um, operation transformation? What, what's, what's the big picture here? My why is to raise the vibration of the planet one person at a time. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it can be hooey hooey, but it's really even people who are not hooey hooey. I um, mean, you know what I mean? I guess the only word I can say to describe that, if it's everybody, everybody knows the word vibe. And most everyone I have ever spoken to can walk into a room. And if there was a heated argument going on seconds before that person walked into the room, even if that argument stops, you feel that you feel it and it changes the energy of the entire room or if you walk into a room where people, where there was a lot of joy, you feel it. You just feel something. Or when you, you, you meet someone who instantly, you don't know anything about them, but you meet them and you just feel good. Or you meet someone and maybe they're having a bad day. You're like, Ooh, I, I, this doesn't feel right. And so it's just that vibe. And I think when we come from a place of joy and gratitude, we automatically feel better. And we have, a, we have a good vibe. And we want to be that person that someone says, gosh, you've got such a good vibe. Or I like that person. I don't know what it is about them, but they've got a good vibe. Mm -hmm. And when I feel like if you are working a job that you love or you have worked through whatever traumas and pain and issue, everyone, I don't think you can get through this world without being wounded. Mm -hmm. I I just don't think it's possible. And so if we are able to heal those wounds or resolve those wounds and just and we're not going to be happy every single minute of the day for sure. But if we overall, if our vibe is a little bit more joyful and come from a place of gratitude, then we just, when we go to the store and pay for our groceries, we can just say hi, or just, we just exude more happiness. And I think is our planet needs that. Mm. I think our planet just needs a little bit lighter. I feel like, especially in the last few years has gotten so heavy and they're so divisive and angry. And I think we need to shine the light on more of the, the good vibes. Yes. It's all, we're working on lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that you're in that space. And um, you said that you have a section of the book that you'd like to read. 
Yes. And I was, I was really hoping I would have the book so I could hold it yes. up, <laughs> but there was a snap buoy, um, <laughs> again, you're not juggling things well. So, but I do have a section of the book, so I'm just going to move you over here and read this. So this is kind, kind of a spoiler alert, but not totally, but, um, hope who is a caterpillar is in her chrysalis and she's needing to emerge a butterfly, but it's really hard to get out of the chrysalis. Um, and so she's, she's like, help me, help me, get me out of here. And her friends are like cheering her on. You can do it. You can do it. So um, this is the section of the book. With support and encouragement from her friends, Hope takes a deep breath. As her panic disappears, she finds the courage and strength that were there all along. Slowly and deliberately, she creates a small tear in the chrysalis. And as that tear becomes larger, so does the belief in herself. Finally, hope emerges, a colorful butterfly. Hmm. So gorgeous. So will you tell us a little bit about the work that you do with people through the Operation Transformation? What does that look like? Yes, Um, thank you for asking. So I have not quite been back in the U.S. for a month yet. So I'm, st- I'm still in transformation myself. I'm just kind of still crawling out of the chrysalis. Um, I do have a website and on my website are my services. So I have a blog that has some helpful information and tips for people, but also the services that I provide are online telehealth therapy services. So that would be um, really fitting for someone who's still working for some of their woundedness. You know, if they have a difficult time regulating emotions or conflict resolution or some depression, anxiety, um, anything like that. I do a lot of evidence-based type of um, therapy modalities um, and very goal, goal-centered and directed. The other piece that I offer is life coaching. And life coaching would be for people who maybe aren't, maybe they work through some of their woundedness, but like, gosh, there's something more out there. Or maybe my, I don't really like my job. It's not fulfilling. And I want to go into a different direction. So we can do different things. We can do personality profile tests. We can do just really searching like what are your strengths and where, what are you drawn to and how do you make that shift or maybe relationship like relationships haven't been fulfilling for me. So what are some skills to learn to that? So just a lot of life type of transition skills mm-hmm. and then workshops um, for people if they want to, you know, maybe a parenting workshop for parents who want to learn strategies for their kids, a teenager workshop, they want to learn any kind of strategies as teens and uh, leadership Um workshops or team building. Like there's a, uh, a work team that they need some strategies on how to work together, increase communication, that type of thing. Those would be all available as well. Oh, that's so cool. I love how you can weave together all of your experience in this way to help people. Yeah. Oh, nice. What is your website? Well, I'll make sure I add it to, as we're sharing the podcast. You Thank share- you. Yeah, it's called Operation Transformation Books.com. Excellent. Very mm-hmm. good. Anything else you wanted to share with our listeners? Gosh, I don't know. I would just say continue to watch your podcast. I was watching your podcast and I just so many wonderful people and interest, interesting um, stories that they have. And um, 
I would say just a shout out for other people who want to be writers and authors to not let your self-limiting beliefs hold you back. I was reading a little, like a little snippet about the person who wrote the, the life. What is that, that book called the life of bees, the, the secret, oh, the life, secret of life of bees. Yeah. Oh, love that, that, I, that she wrote that book when she was 52. Yes. And I think sometimes we like, um, and I even had this too, like, I'm kind of old to be starting out as a writer, but you know what? You can be start out at 90 years old and to mm-hmm. not let those self-limiting beliefs hold you back. And then to learn your craft. Like I learned so much about writing. I read about writing. I learned how you write because there's an art to it and a skill to it. And then the editing. And this one thing I learned from E.B. White reading his stuff is that edit edit and then edit, 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 right? So my, my little children's story is 23 pages of written word mm-hmm. and the rough draft I wrote in an hour because it was just c- coming through me, but the edits were hours and hours and hours. And without those edits, it wouldn't be the polished story. And I never knew that before as a reader, I just get so involved in the book. I don't never knew the behind the scenes that that page that I read was maybe edited a hundred times. Right. And that's such a good advice for authors of children's books. I know when I've talked with Colleen Brunetti that does our children's books um, through the press and also helps with marketing, all, all of that. She says a lot of people think the children's book, you just write it and put it out there. And then it doesn't land with children the same way. It doesn't have it that just because it's a children's book doesn't mean that it doesn't require or deserve editing, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Um, yeah, it's so good that you put in that effort to make a beautiful book that will resonate with kids and read, you know, I books were my lifeblood as a child, mm-hmm. you know. So I have the the books that I read when I was a little kid still in my house. You know, I took a lot of them with me mm-hmm. and they travel with me. And um I love that you've created this with that kind of just loving message of hope. Thank you. Kids. Yeah. Um, So thank you for bringing that into the world. Thank you for creating this really cool work that you're doing to provide people that that safe space to transform and change. Um, So thank you. It was such a joy to talk with you today, Crystal. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash green heart living.